What's up, guys? It's Tom. Welcome back to another episode of Sounds of the Future, a little podcasty podcast. Today is a very special episode on the podcast. It's a little bit different than normal. Uh, once again, I have pulled the audio from a recent YouTube video I did. So I sat down with the creator, founder, site coder of SubmitHub, Jason Grishkoff. We got together via Skype a few weeks ago, and he walked through the entire upload and submission process for SubmitHub with me. We were on a Skype call for over an hour. I've distilled it down to under an hour as best as I can. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different in that the whole thing was intended for video. And so we screen shared, we looked at all the options on the screen. He explained everything about the site to me and it's very visually based obviously in the video. The reason I'm turning it into audio and posting it here is because I think that despite not being able to see what we're talking about, this conversation still brings a tremendous amount of value. And I don't think that the value that you're going to get out of this conversation between the two of us is entirely dependent on being able to see what we're talking about. I think even without being able to see what we're talking about, you will get the gist for the most part. I think you're going to get 90% of it. And so I wanted to make it accessible in another format aside from just video on YouTube. So it's a great conversation. We had an amazing walkthrough. I learned a ton from Jason in the hour or so that I spent with him. And I hope that you will too through this. It's in, it's incredibly educational. And if you are an artist or a producer working with an artist and you are trying to get playlisted, get posted on blogs, create relationships to promote your music. This is the talk for you. This is the conversation for you. It will help tremendously, I promise you. So enjoy my conversation with Jason Grishkoff, the founder and creator of SubmitHub. I am Jason. I, I'm a music blogger for the last 12 years. Mm -hmm. uh, I started a music blog called Indie Shuffle in my spare time back in 2008, 2009. Yeah. And in 2015, I basically threw my toys out of the cot and I said, I can't deal with 300 emails a day anymore. And so I created SubmitHub. And, and the whole goal of creating SubmitHub was just to be a, an easier way for people to reach me and for me to make a decision about whether I wanted to listen to their music or not. Yeah. So it started out as just a simple form, artist name, song title, paste your link. And then on my side, I'd get a nice stream of songs that kind of looks like your SoundCloud feed. Uh -huh. And no matter what you were submitting, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, an MP3, mm -hmm. it all looked the same to me. And so I had this consistent format. I could just click play, go down, thumb up, thumb down, and it worked beautifully. And and it was it was actually great because it was for the first time in many years I was listening to independent music again. And that sounds silly as a blogger, but I think most of us had gotten so frustrated by the endless barrage of new music that we just stopped paying attention to it. And so instead we were just looking at, you know, what is pitchfork writing about? What's on the hype end charts? And it became this kind of circle joke, which was great for, for a select few artists. Like if you were right. one of the, the few who got into the middle of that circle, it was amazing. But for the average artist, and there were so many more every year, it was becoming impossible to reach these blogs. You'd have to hire a publicist. So mm -hmm. from, from my perspective, it was a refreshing way to kind of re-engage with independent artists and, and start discovering new music, which is cool. If you look at Indie Shuffle since 2015, you know, our content has shifted from covering like major artists and major releases to a whole bunch of bands that I can't even remember the name of. When you first started it, it was just you using it, just you listening to music? Yeah. So I was I was the first one on it, uh -huh. but um, I quickly had a couple other friends who were also music bloggers. And of course, I told them about what I built and they asked if they could try it out. Right. So I signed them up to try it and they liked it. So I thought, oh shit, I might be on something. Yeah. And I, I, I sent out, I kind of did what the artists do, which is, you know, you get one of these big <laughs> email database lists. Yeah. And uh, I emailed every single blog that was listed on Hype Machine. Wow. And I got, I estimate my response rate was about 3%. <laughs> yeah. But I 
signed them all up. Yeah. I signed them all up. Yeah. And um, by the time February rolled out, so I, I rolled this whole thing in, in November. So about four months later, I think I had about 15 or 20 active blogs on it. Yeah. There was an increasing call from the artists to basically say, hey, you know, this is great. It's, it's awesome for communication, but we'd love to know why we're getting rejected. Because at the time it was just thumb up, I'm going to blog it, thumb down, better luck next time. Right. No explanation, nothing to it. And so that's kind of where the premium credit idea came up. I thought, well, you know, for a dollar, I'll tell you why I don't like your song. Right. And uh, I also, you know, put a little cap on the number of submissions that you could send because I didn't want people to get overwhelmed with their submissions. But Mm -hmm. premium credits meant the cap was gone. So February of 2016, that's when premium credits were rolled out. And they they came with three guarantees, which is a, a response within 48 hours, a minimum listen time of 20 seconds, which to some people doesn't sound like a lot. But if you've ever sifted through a shitload of music, <laughs> yeah, you can tell in five seconds if you want to listen to the next five seconds. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and then the third thing was the feedback, which is kind of the most controversial part of Submit Hub and many other competitors. I don't want to use the word copycats, but the idea inspired a number of other platforms right. to integrate something similar into theirs. I'm not saying mine was original either. There was a, oh man, I forget the name of the, the platform, but basically you could pay $10 to have a blogger tell you everything about your song. So my purpose with the feedback was not so much to be constructive and provide insight that you could use, but more to demonstrate that the blog actually listened and thought about yourself. So that's the way I like to approach the feedback. And I think it's it's so contentious because you know we have, we have over a thousand curators now, and obviously they all write things differently, mm-hmm. but the feedback is often brought up by artists as kind of a frustration point. Like, you know, this guy said he likes the vocals. This one doesn't like the vocals. So <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. And for me, I always like to say, well, no, that's actually, in my mind, proof that it's real because these are two different people listening to the song and no two people listen to the same stuff. Sure. But sometimes it's just ridiculous feedback. I've seen tweets about feedback like, oh, this is really cool, but I wish it had more music. Like, <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm not sure. sure that but I mean, yeah, so that, that's the baseline structure of, of Submit Hub. I mean, it's grown yeah. from from blogs to now we, we have YouTube channels, Spotify playlists, and mm-hmm. uh, late last year, we started rolling out support for Instagram influencers, which is an interesting one because as you might have seen, there are these music stickers that you can put on Instagram stories mm-hmm. and they supposedly pay. Okay. I've never met an artist who has been paid. Uh But I also haven't actively asked around to find them. But the idea is that Facebook's paying royalties on these stickers and you should get paid out at an amount that's probably not as much as Spotify, but probably not as little as YouTube. The idea there is um, with Submit Hub, you're submitting to these influencers. We've now got about 75 of them signed up uh, and they're sharing your songs in their stories and their posts on their, their videos as the background music, whatever. And you'll find that many of them can actually give you a burst of 500 players. And as you've seen, that might not actually follow through to a whole bunch of followers. Right. But if you're getting paid for it, it can make sense. So that's that's the logic behind it. It's a bit of a new space. TikTok is even newer, and we do have a couple TikTok influencers, but the difficulty there is the representation of music on TikTok is, is not as broad. Like, I don't know if DistroKid has, you know, you upload your song and you can yeah. put it on TikTok. I don't know to if that's my, there yet. To my knowledge, DistroKid is the only one who allows you to upload to TikTok. Really bad example to use then. All right, cool. <laughs> But I will say say that I'm the only one. Right. But I also just recently found out that Amuse plans to add a premium tier. Like I think they're calling it Amuse Pro and they're going to push to TikTok as well. It's going to be similar to DistroKid's setup where you can pay like $10 a month or it's like $50 a year, $60 a year. You'll have access to push to like Instagram, Facebook stories, TikTok, and a couple other features. Like you can split your team in the back end, your songwriters and stuff like that, which you can do on DistroKid with the premium features now. So they'll be the second to do it that's good to know all right so yeah. then so then i guess we're trying to stay ahead of the curve there if you right. will um smart. the difficulty with those guys has been that in instagram and tiktok the, their entire monetization culture is built around payola so yeah. for them it's you know you want to be featured in a story that's a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars right. and we've had to sort of recondition them that that's not cool in the music industry right because it should be about merit and sharing songs you like and right. so that that's been one of the bigger challenges with with signing people up so rather than going for instagram influencers who have a hundred thousand or a million followers we're trying to target what what i think you would call a micro influencer which is like ten thousand followers on average right. and they get about a thousand story views okay yeah. that was going to be my next question like what does the profile look like of we're going 
going to see it. So when we're submitting, you'll actually see, and this is something I'm pretty stoked about, cool. uh, the way it's presented on Submit Hub. I got, I got um, really stoned a, a week ago, and I, I made it look beautiful. And yeah. I'm excited about it. So, <laughs> cool. Well, let's, so we'll uh, see I'll swipe over, and we'll, uh, we can get into this uh, process on Submit Hub here. Cool. I sent you some credits. Cool. So we can try it out. Hey, yeah, you did. Thank you very I'm much. I'm a man of my word. You are. <laughs> I, I, want, I was going to go ahead and be ready to just start submitting, but I figured we could just walk through the process of uploading and everything. Too. Do you know what? This is so useful for me because, you know, like UX studies where they hire people to go through a website and they 100%. look at what they do and yeah. then take notes. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. Oh, cool. I don't, the, the song comes out Friday. It's called When We Were Young. <laughs> and uh, so I don't have a Spotify link yet, but should I be able to submit to Spotify playlists ahead of time and then give them the link on Friday? Yeah, it's going to automatically filter out the people for whom that would be an issue. Okay. So if you've just got the SoundCloud link, you're not going to add anything else here. I'll do uh, I'll do a YouTube link too. Okay, cool. Is it unlisted or private? It is unlisted. Perfect, then we'll work. Yeah. Do I need... Should, YouTube's kind of cool do with the, When they say well? private, they mean private. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah I, I had to get on the uh, old Google machine today and look that up to make sure I had the right one. Should I do it in No, so this is cool. You don't okay. need to upload anything. Are you using SoundCloud Go, the monetization thing? Uh, I don't think so. No, you're fine. In fact, I'm pretty sure you are not because when you pasted your link in, there would have been a little warning. Okay. Cool. I had to, this was this was a tough technical problem to solve because SoundCloud yeah. Go only works in certain countries. doesn't work in South Africa, for example. So I get 29 second samples of most of my SoundCloud songs and SoundCloud won't reveal which ones are which. So I had to basically set up a server in Singapore. And when you paste in your link there, it sends a little message to that server in Singapore and it says, hey, Hey, does this work in Singapore? And if it doesn't work, then it comes back and it says, whoa, 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 warn them. It's a 29 second sample. Magic. I did that today. <laughs> All right. So we're good. So I've got my two links. I've got my release date. We'll go next. Bingo. Artist name, similar artists. Let's see. I'd say probably chain smokers. What else should we say? Another thing, if you don't want to force your brain too hard here, you can always come back and edit this. That's good to know. That's good information. Yeah. To know. So we'll just do next. That is me. Finish upload. Premium credits. What should we select here? Okay. So this is an interesting one. There's a guy named Ari Herstand who, who's kind of, I don't want to say he's living your dream, but he is a musician yeah. who's also done quite well writing and, and just covering services, doing reviews of things. And he did one of Submit Hub about two and a half years ago. And his main issue was with the feedback. He asked that I add a feature that just allows you to not have feedback. At the time I had, okay, well, you got feedback is important to you and feedback's not important to you. Right. And if you chose feedback was not important to you, then I didn't email you the feedback. And the bloggers could write whatever they want. There was no pressure for them to do anything fancy. If you said it was important, then you got emailed the feedback and they weren't allowed to copy paste and they had to you know, write original content. Right. So that wasn't enough for him. He wanted a different option. And so I came up with this idea of these 90 second no feedback. So when you choose this option, the blog has to listen for 90 seconds and you're not going to get any feedback. Okay. And a lot of people like this option, but I'm here to tell you to never, ever, ever choose this option. Okay. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So... I can give you a list, but uh, actually, if we go back to the Submit Hub page, you'll see something interesting, okay. which I added about two weeks ago. If you choose that last option, I don't want feedback, make them listen. Uh -huh. It actually links you to an article that I wrote, okay. which outlines some of the main reasons. But the average approval rate on the feedback ones is about 12%, and the ones without feedback is 6%. As you can see, bullet number one, the average listen time for the feedback ones is already 112 seconds. So you're accomplishing almost nothing by right. choosing the 90-second option, except forcing people to listen if they really hate your song, which might happen. And the other thing is, as a blogger, when I'm writing feedback, I am thinking about a song. Uh -huh. And I often actually start writing my feedback almost instantly. Uh -huh. You know, the song starts playing, it opens up the prompt, and I start live tweeting, if you will. Right. So I write my feedback while I listen, and often I'll change my mind halfway through. Right. Like, actually, this is kind of cool, and flip it over to approved. But... Right. Uh, what happens is if it's a, you know, I click decline, I start typing my feedback and it goes, oh, wait, you don't have to type feedback. Like, okay, well, shit, now I just have to sit here for 90 seconds and no one's going to do that. You don't just <laughs> yeah. sit at your computer. You, you pick up your phone, you start goofing off, you do something you else. You your phone, email. you open up Reddit in another tab, you're like, yeah. oh, I can get to those emails now. Right. And what happens is that you lose your focus, you stop paying attention to the song, and the song ends, you go, what did I even just listen to? If I can't remember what I listened to, then I probably don't want to approve it, so I'm just going to decline it. That's kind of 
what happens with the 90 second submissions and long story short don't pick it feedback option is way better just cool. and I've seen this in, in your videos you've mentioned you don't take it personally these are real people right. with different opinions and you're not trying to appeal to everyone you're just trying to find your niche That's so right. don't fret the people who don't like you Definitely. try to hone in on the people who do like you um, yeah. once the song is out I think a lot of musicians struggle with this but once the song is out it's a product now it's not as much as the process might be representative of you the lyrical content might be really important to you like when you press it it's done it's a book on a shelf and so you can't get your feelings hurt by somebody not liking yeah. it like everybody doesn't like everything just don't take it personally it's okay if you take it personally you're gonna end up looking like Kanye West that's <laughs> totally right so yeah feedback important um, and cool. then the other one here is the the copyright stuff so yep. this is primarily for YouTube channels mm -hmm. as you probably know they upload other artists songs and they make their money that way right although increasingly many of them are not making money that way because YouTube is not so friendly to those types of curators okay mostly for copyright issues and whatnot but that's the idea behind the copyright so if you can give these guys permission to mm -hmm. upload and share your mp3 then I would choose that option and um, you find a, a higher success rate in choosing that option no interesting because when you choose that option I automatically filter out everyone for whom it's a requirement so if you say I cannot give copyright permission okay got it yeah then I'll automatically hide everyone who requires copyright permission oh, that sense? okay cool yeah. yeah so you do all the work for you for me the uploader beforehand so I don't have to feel like, like sift through like ah oh, dang it I like this one but they don't accept it yeah these these options you're choosing as you're going for example when we put in the release date yeah. Um, the blog and Spotify playlists and whatnot, they get to indicate how old is too old and how new is too new. Right. So some of them could say, like, uh, I don't want to take unreleased songs. Only send it to me when it's available. Okay. And so when you put in your release date there, I'm going to hide the people for whom that's an issue. Perfect. So we're going to pick, uh, yes, I can give them permission. Now, how, do, how does that process work? If I submit, I select, yes, you can monetize. Yes, you have permission. And then I submit to a YouTube curator and they get back to me and say, I love it. Do we then have a conversation about the process of me whitelisting their channel? What will happen then is uh, you're going to get sent a copyright contract okay. through Submit Hub for you to sign. And as soon as you sign that, um, which is basically saying I'm giving you permission, yeah. then it's going to get the MP3 that you uploaded, if you uploaded one. And in this case, you didn't. Right. So it's going to ask you to upload an MP3, and then that's okay. going to get shared with them, or a WAV file, whatever. Okay. And then they can go ahead and share it. You do bring up a bit of a pain point, is that content ID thing. A lot of artists don't know how it works. They don't know how to whitelist, and um, sometimes it's out of their control, too. They'll sign it, and then yeah. their label steps in. Well, fortunately, I am completely independent, so it is all up to me. <laughs> yeah, it's your choice. Yeah. I'm going to uh, walk to the kitchen to get some water okay. so you can join me on that journey. So uh, the next point is comfortable receiving feedback in a language besides English. Is there any recommendation there from you? Um, not really. They're going to go ahead and write in whatever language they want to write, and then you'll get a... Um, <laughs> wonder if I should just remove that option. Um, you're going to get an easy button to translate it. So next to your feedback, oh. there's now a button that just says translate. It's powered by um, Google Translate, and you can just translate whatever they write. Okay, so I'm just going to I'm gonna do show other languages, and I'll just select them all since you said it kind of doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I would actually just leave it unselected. Just leave it unselected? Okay. So, um, just do English. So what happens is when you choose one of those, then mm. when they're writing their feedback, they get a note that says, feel free to write in Spanish. Oh, okay. <laughs> so just select show other languages and leave every, all the checkboxes blank? Well, just English only is fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah it see, doesn't... This, is, this is one of those useful UX exercises where I'm seeing yeah. like how you right. struggle with this one a little bit. I need yeah. to think about this. Well, see, I will tell you in this, in, the, in this little bit of interface right here on that toggle switch, because it turns purple, it makes me feel like the English only is engaged. Like I've just uh, turned it on. I know it's not because the dot is on the right next to show other languages. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I think if you were to re remove that option altogether, it sounds like it doesn't make too big of a difference anyway. I think I might. It shows you which country the artist is from anyway. So if they're from Bolivia or something, yeah. a Spanish blogger is going to recognize the flag and write in Spanish. And, and I've actually started started encouraging bloggers to write in their native tongue instead of forcing themselves to write in English Yeah, because they, they can flow better. And so mm -hmm. that's that's where I built in the whole automatic translation thing. Um, I think that's genius. If you've got that, then that's all you need. Yeah. It's so, I mean, it's a, it's a hugely international crowd at this point. All right. So we'll go next. And now we start submitting. Now we're at the hub. We're at the juicy pot. Um, <laughs> so step one here is choose genres. And um, yep. have you got some in mind for this one? Because I got some in mind. I would love to hear what you have in mind before 
before I start? This is, I mean, so um, genres are one of the, the tougher ones to nail down, right? Totally agree with that. Yeah. Because your interpretation of a genre might differ from their interpretation of a genre. And there's a whole bunch of people in each genre. So, right. you know, five of them might agree that, yeah, this is a bit future based, but the other, in this case, 95 would probably say no. Well, um, I will say that this is probably, for anyone who ha- hasn't followed me on Twitter, this is probably the thing that got your attention and made this video happen in the first place was my comments about genre selection on here and other platforms I've used. And I mean, I chalk it a hundred percent up to my lack of understanding of how to choose the right genre. <laughs> yeah. So this is an well, educational you, moment. For you've me. just reminded me one of the, the pitfalls of playlist push is that they choose your genre based on your Spotify algorithms. And they don't just do that for you. They do it with the playlist is that they're choosing to send it to. And one of the common complaints I hear from playlisters on submit hub, I mean, sorry, on playlist push is that the targeting is way off, yeah. way worse than, than submit hub. I've had friends. So I guess I'm tooting my own horn there, but I've, I've had, well, no, to, I mean, to your credit, I've had friends tell me, like send me their song and say, all right, what genre is this? I'm not getting, I just spent money on playlist push. I'm not getting on any playlists. Am I off about my genre? So you're not the only one who has heard that sort of feedback. The other thing you got to be careful of there, uh, and, and I mean, I think this might be easier for you because you, you've kind of shown that you're level-headed, but for many artists, when they don't get the approvals, they're going to look for a reason when the reason might actually just be that their song's not that good. Right. That's what makes, you know, that's a that's what makes thing. this whole you don't thing say so difficult is like all of this, all the data, everything is predicated upon your song being good. If your song's not good, none of this matters. And a lot of people can't wrap their head around like the song's just not good. I mean, my song may not be very good. I don't know. I think it is because I made it, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of people out there who don't think it's good. And that's just how the game goes. 90% plus. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at the most successful submissions on Submit Hub, uh, which are visible in the popular chart, Mm-hmm. They're looking at twenty to thirty percent approval rates. Right. So that's that's like the best of the best. Right. And so the site wide average is about ten percent. And to really crack into the best of the best, it means you got to be better than ninety percent of everyone else. Right. And the music's not that bad. As someone who sifted through, I think I've I've personally received something like forty thousand submissions that I've listened to and responded to over the last four years. Yeah, it's not that bad. The quality is really high these days. People know. I mean, like the tools are there to make your music sound good. Right. You can't fix. I mean, actually, you can fix your voice. Shit. Yeah. It can fix all sorts of stuff. And so so a lot of people are like, my song sounds good. You know, this is radio ready. And Mm -hmm. it is. Everyone else's song is, too. It's so incredibly rare that I get like an iPhone recording of someone singing. It's probably happened twice in the history of me being on Submit Hub. <laughs> wow. And, and I think a lot of people would assume that, that there's more of that, but there actually isn't. The quality is just really high. Right. So I probably get more in my line of work as a session player than you do on yeah. Submit Hub. So, yeah, I guess, I guess, and, and maybe you help fix some of it. Yeah. So your genres, I'll just tell you the ones that popped into my head when I listened to this, which okay. I think might sort of work. Um, yeah. Indie pop. Indie pop. So, okay. so indie pop is that sort of... Um, is that going to be an electronic? City, the postal service, that type of stuff. Okay. So it's got indie rock influences, but it's a little bit poppier. Okay. That's how I like to see the genre. The other one... I, kind of was thinking it's got a bit of an alternative rock feel to it um not like a heavy kind but yeah it feels a bit alternative to me so i would probably also put it in that and now you've got this combination of indie pop but alternative so i think you're you're covering a bit of a crossover there we're going to look for the people who cross over so we'll do alternative Um, and then is is indie pop in the rock drop down it's also in this one yeah okay so now there are so many genres now i need to i think i need to put a little search box at the top so you can just search for genres now explain to me how this genre selection process works. If I select alternative and indie pop, does it mean it only results in playlists that are both, or I get both lists? Great question. Yeah. It's an or statement. So it's okay. indie pop or alternative. And this is where the most important thing on Submit Hub comes in, which is sorting by genre match. Right. So we'll get to that next, but we could even throw in a third genre. Okay. So we could have indie pop or alternative, or I was kind of thinking this is, we don't have to do this, but it, it was a little bit electro-poppy. Electro-poppy? Well, it's, it's, it's sort of synth-based, but again, right. it's still it's got some pop, pop elements to it, right? Right. So now I think we've got an interesting combination um, that's going to be under, electri- under pop. 
Yeah. See how confusing it is? Where is it now? Electropop. Okay. But, you know, there's 130 genres here now, and right. uh, I think I need to spend some time thinking about how to... A search box would probably be smoother. pretty helpful. Okay. Um, so, we've got a pretty interesting list here. On the, on the filters, before we look at what's on the right, yeah. there are a couple others I would sort of weed out. Okay. Um, if we scroll down all the way to the bottom, yep. we can see the... the um, type of outlet uh-huh. and i'd probably get rid of soundcloud i just don't think there's a lot of value in soundcloud reposting these days i would agree and with that. um i'd probably get rid of radio stations too there's some reach there but but and and people still listen to radio but the follow-through and the way it's going to translate to you spotify i don't think it does Right. So those are two good ones to get rid of. And the Twitch one's another interesting one. We've got a few Twitch. Are you familiar with Twitch? Yeah. Streaming. But um, we've got a few people that are that are active from that. And, and we're sort of growing in that space. Uh-huh. Again, it, I don't think it flows directly through to Spotify. It's a really tough one to sort of connect the dots on and, and see where it's yeah. flowing through. Okay. So I might get rid of that one too. Okay. Cool. My next question for you is, what are you looking to get out of this? Are you looking for blog posts and Spotify stuff? Yeah. Okay. I want to build a fan base. That's As a new artist, my goal is to connect with people who enjoy the music and will look forward to the next song that I release and will engage with me. So I'm I'm still a a strong believer in the quality of blogs and Uh what they can offer you. So yeah. just the, the quick rundown, of course, um, with a blog post, you're hoping for some content, something that you can actually put in the press. So it's someone saying something about your song. Right. The reality is that today there just aren't as many people reading music blogs or any blog for that matter as there used to be. Right. Um, they've all kind of gone to social media or, you know, everything's gone into the big corporate silos. So there's fewer listeners, but they're really targeted. So Spotify's editorial team is hard to contact. They've got mm-hmm. an official submission form, but those guys are also out there looking for music themselves. And mm-hmm. they're checking blogs, particularly the hype machine listed ones. So they're paying, t- paying attention. So those hundred listeners that you might or might not get from a blog could actually be really targeted to the industry. Okay. So it's something important there. And the other one is a uh, hype machine, I guess, will also um, not only generate a good amount of streams for you still mm-hmm. on SoundCloud, though. So what's the point? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. But there's a lot of industry people paying attention to it. Okay. So I think there's still a lot of value to be picked up by a blog. And also one day, I mean, you're independent, but if you do want to try to get a, a deal with a label or some sort of whatever or even if you're trying to get a booking at a show mm-hmm. it helps to have the press coverage that you can pass along and say like here's right. people writing about me here's what they say so blog right. posts are still kind of cool so with with your submission it's almost like we want to do two submissions because the first one is uh i would suggest doing a premiere request i don't know if you've ever done a blog premiere before no okay so premieres i don't know if you want the full history but i'll just a premiere is when a blog is the first one to release your song right and when your song comes out and you announce it Mm -hmm. instead of telling everyone to hey go check out the song on spotify or soundcloud or whatever you say hey go check out this blog post so in a way you are incentivizing the blog to write about your song because you're saying if you do i'm going to promote your blog it slightly increases your chances of being approved okay that's the logic behind it so we can try that one if we want if that's something that interests you yeah let's do it How, how does that work on like release day like the song is scheduled to come out on friday so do i tell the blog they can post it on thursday or do that's up to you actually that's an interesting one um or do i just hmm. on friday say go here first and promote so typically typically they would um do it the day of and okay. it's often a pain point. I stopped doing premieres on Indie Shuffle just because it got so annoying having to like, you know, I'd, I'd go out for dinner on a Friday and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I forgot about this premiere I have to do. And, you know, I'm like trying to write a blog post on my phone while I'm having dinner right. with my wife. It's it's not cool. Right. So I stopped doing it because they're annoying. Um, <laughs> Offering it the day before, that's what's called exclusivity. You're giving them an exclusive period where their blog is the only one that someone can go listen to the song on, and private SoundCloud links are, are actually usually pretty good for that. The only difficulty there, I think, is that they don't get picked up by Hype Machine. Hype Machine doesn't do private links. Long story short, you usually do it the day off. Well, let's do that then. <sighs> 
You know, Tom, I'm going to just, just scratch the premiere idea. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm following your advice here. So what you yeah, me you no, I'm, do. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like live streaming in my head. Premieres used to be so important in, in 2011, 2012, 2013, and yeah. it's 2020 now. See, I and feel I just like, think it'll move the needle. I feel like if I were in a different position, let's say I had 250,000 average monthly listeners on Spotify and was generating a buzz about my upcoming song. People are actually looking forward to it. Can't believe yeah. it's about to launch an, or drop a new song. I'm so pumped. And then I gave an exclusive Thursday before. That's going to actually drive traffic to a blog and that's actually going to give them something to right. promote right, and be it. excited about. You've convinced, see, I've convinced you to convince me. Cool. So what we're going to do then, I think well, let's go ahead and create two campaigns. So on the left-hand side on the filters, under the additional filters, there's actually a selection that says, is this a premiere request? The third one down. So you're going to want to click on that. And then if we're doing this, I'd probably also click the really good bloggers check mark above it. Okay. So really good bloggers are people who have at least 85% of the shares are actual blog reviews. Okay. And when they do write a blog post, they don't just put up a link to your song. They actually say something. That's the point of it. Um, it's a little program we made to try and incentivize blogs to keep slogging through writing posts because it's so much easier being a Spotify playlister. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You just put songs in a playlist. Um, yeah. So so we had to sort of incentivize blogs to keep fighting the true fight. Right. Because I mean, I'm a, I'm a blogger, so I believe in it. Okay, cool. I think we got a good list here. Cool. So now what we're going to do is we're going to sort by genre match. And this gets back to your question of the fact that we've got three genres in here and how it works. So mm -hmm. it takes genre one or genre two or genre three, and then it runs it through some incredibly fancy formula that took me a long time to hone in on. Right. And it, it ranks them according to who's most likely to approve that combination of genres. So towards the top of our list, we should see people who approve all three. They, they take all three of these genres and they've approved songs from within all three of these genres. Okay. And as we go down the list, we'll start to see one or two notes appear that'll be like, oh, they, they like alternative and indie pop, but they prefer not to receive electro pop. Gotcha. So that can sometimes be confusing to people, but now you understand why. Right. It's still taking those three and saying who's most most likely to approve this combination. There's three scores that we can pay attention to with each blog, which is the genre match, the quality, and the influence. Genre match we just touched on. Quality is their performance on Submit Hub, effectively. So their, okay. how their feedback gets rated, how quickly they share songs, do they respond to everything, that type of stuff. And then influence is based on engagement. So I used to show how many fans they have, and I don't mm -hmm. show that anymore because it can be a misleading number. What we really should be focused on is what happens when they share. Right. So this influence score takes into account where they share, what the engagement looks like and that type of stuff. And then it's a relative measure. So it's compared to everyone else on Submit Hub. So, you know, this clout guy, 2.65 is middle of the road. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, but he's not gonna. You know, you're probably not gonna blow up if you get picked up by him, right? Right. You can also see on the quick facts tends to give below average feedback. Other things to pay attention here next to the checkbox on each one, as you probably know, there's there's uh, blogs can ask for one, two, or three credits. They sort of set their own price. They do have to put in a request, and then we do review their rationale for improving that price. It's one of the things that annoys me the most because somehow it it just ends up feeling greedy a lot of the time. Yeah. The cases where it makes a lot of sense is if a blog is receiving. 30 or 40 submissions a day. I get it. It's too much. Right. Supply and demand. Let's increase it. Ooh, you found the new function. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I did not remember this. This is great. No, I added it yesterday. <laughs> I love it. Especially since yeah. I've got you up in the corner here that now we can see everything. Yeah. Another cool thing on the right-hand side, there's a few buttons that I think a lot of people don't pay as much attention to, but for example, recent shares mm -hmm. next to each blog. If you click on that, you can actually listen to the songs that they've approved oh, cool. in these genres recently. Wow. Okay. And you can also see where they've shared them. So you could click on any one of those links to see the blog post that this one came with. So you kind of know what you're getting into. I mean, these guys, it looks like they write pretty good amount yeah. of content, right? And then yeah. they put your song in there. So so that's that's inside. And you can play these in line, right? So you could right. hit play on any of those and it's going to play right here. And you can sort of get a taste for the type of music that they've approved. So that can be helpful. It can also give you clues and be like, whoa, actually, hold on, my genres are totally wrong here. Or maybe they've got a different interpretation, that type of thing. Another button, which sometimes works is uh, view feedback which will show you there they do have an option to hide yeah okay here we go hey we got one all right yeah so that gives you that you know it's sort of anonymized you don't know what song it was for or anything like that but right. that that's their feedback the other i mean we can see in their notes and and part of their quality score whether they actually do like that and so this top one clout it says they tend to give below average feedback so when you submit to them just anticipate that and eh, you might not get anything constructive out of it i think that oh yeah and the fans button does show you the um the break 
break down other fans because I, I didn't oh, want to completely cool. hide that information. Is this so? Is this new? This fans button on the right side here? He kinda ish. Uh, uh, within within the last six months, I would say. Okay. As I mentioned, I, I kind of got rid of the fan count and I instead right. bundled it into this influence score because I don't want people to see a big shiny number like a million followers. And right. turns out you only get shared on a Spotify playlist with two thousand. Right. So that I think is the rundown. Cool. The next thing I would do now, we're gonna start choosing people. So there are a couple things I look at, especially if you're doing this in bulk, which a lot of people do, right. and you don't want to spend all day listening to every single song from everyone. So right. things I look for, the approved percentage, somewhere around 10% is good. Anything higher than 30% is a red flag, right. and you're gonna, they're going to be so drowned out with other content that what's the point? It also doesn't get counted into the popular chart. And the popular chart can be cool if you break into it because you get emailed out to about 10,000 industry people once right. a week. Anywhere between 5 and 20% is mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Anything lower than 5%, and you definitely got to think about it. I say this, you know, indie shuffles at a 3%. So okay. got to think about And then the other thing I look at, the very last bullet, genre history, this just gives you a rundown of the other genres <clears> that they're kind of like. And this is helpful because you've chosen the three genres, but sometimes you might go through this. Hopefully we won't see it too much at the top, but as we get further down, you might see that actually they, they tend to really like more EDM and down-tempo stuff. Here, for example, actually this is a good one, you know, so they like commercial hip-hop and rap. So their interpretation of these songs, mm, you know, you, you got to think, okay, what is this person's listening profile? actually like and does mine pull into that in this case i'd probably say no right right but but maybe not because it does say that they do like the others so it's just it's just sort of a, a, a helpful guideline so yeah i'm looking at the approved i'm looking at the genre match and the genre history and then everything else now that we filtered our list we've got really good bloggers that's good should be pretty easy to just start clicking through cool. so coming down from the the top i would with the one credit blogs i tend not to think much about it you just go ahead and submit to them yeah i guess it's worth saying i do i do a lot of secret shopping on Submit Hub. <laughs> so I do submissions <laughs> myself and people don't necessarily know it, but it's a good way for me to, to stay in tune with what it's like to be an artist and the feedback you get yeah. and, and the selection process. I, so, lo- I love that you go through this process from the other side of it to just continue to refine it. It's man, this this website's my little uh, my little baby, so baby. I, I gotta make sure it works. <laughs> That's right. Cool. So, so, yeah, I mean, I would do clout. There's five out of five, your top one here, and yeah. um, we're looking for a premiere request, remember? Right. So the way this is going to work is that it's first come, first so, so mm-hmm. whoever approves your song first uh-huh. gets the premiere, but your submission keeps rolling. Okay. And for everyone else you send to, it's no longer a premiere, but they still can take it like a normal submission. Okay, so we don't have to do this submission and then go back and do a, a second submission no. for non-premiere. I think we'll do a second submission for Spotify, YouTube, and Influencer if you okay. want to hit on those. So for this one, we're just focused on really good bloggers who do premieres. That's okay. our list. So um, And this is actually going to cover a chunk of... Selected down here, though. Do I need to unselect these? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually they're probably automatically gone because okay. a Spotify playlist cannot do a premiere. So as soon as you chose that additional filter that says premieres, yeah, um, actually reopen the filters thing, and if you scroll up to the top of the list, you'll see how many. It's fifty-eight blogs. Well, let's so we filtered a list of more than a thousand down to just fifty-eight. A hundred. Okay. Yep. On your next submission, it's going to automatically hide the people you've already submitted to. Love that. Yeah. Well, you don't want a double submission. That, that would suck, right? Right. right. So um, Wolf in a suit here. Spot checking. Eight percent approval rate. That's a nice range. They also like singer-songwriter, indie electro, and indie rock. I think those kind of fall within the profile of your thing, and they can write. Uh, they, they, you see that little note pop up? Yeah, so I didn't see the back half of it, but if you saw oh, it, it was a bit, was a bit quick. Yeah, should make that note stay up for longer. Here you go. I'll get to add something to my to-do list. <laughs> Keep looking. All right, see, here's one. 3.4%. They're quite low on that. They mm-hmm. are listed on Hype Machine. See that little hot with uh, next to the Spanish flag? Yes. Yeah, that, so they're listed on Hype Machine, which is a, a good thing, but again, with a 3.4% approval rate, your chances of getting through are quite tough. Right. And given that we got 58 people to choose from and credits cost money, I would think twice about Keep Walking Music, but I would definitely skip at Cost Magazine. Okay. Why, why would See, you skip at Cost? I'm looking at the influence score on the two of them. Right. Okay. So Let's... Keep Walking has a 5 out of 5 genre match, which is good. It's not much better than at Cost Magazine, but they're listed on a hype machine. They usually listen for, you know, they, both of them give below average feedback. So, and they have quite a few unshared songs. I'm going to skip Keep Walking Music. Skip them. Skip you know why? Here's my flag here. They've got quite a few unshared songs, and premieres are a timely thing. Right. And you don't want to be messing around with someone who just can't be on top of their stuff. Good call. So both of those guys, if you look at the quick facts section, they're probably avoidable. And what's cool, those quick facts are old. Everything is automagic, is the right. word I like to use. So this <laughs> this old these notes just populate automatically. Yeah. Bong mines. Interesting name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three credits.
credits. And you might be wondering, why the heck is that three credits? Well, they've approved 100%. If they don't approve you, they'll refund you. Okay. So you got nothing to lose here. So I would choose them. Choose to the Vikings. Still, We're still pretty high on the genre match, but they only got a 2.6% approval rate. And so I would skip it. It's just your odds are a bit low. Conversations about her. Also a really good blogger. Tends to give below average feedback. Also like singer-songwriter indie and alternative indie R&B. This is borderline one. So I'm going to leave this up to you. But a 5% okay. approval rate isn't that bad, but it's on the lower end. And their genre history seems to overlap decently. Uh, let's skip it. Cool. <laughs> Here's a good one. Because 9.4% also gives below average feedback. A lot of these guys do. It's actually weird that we're seeing that note because it would only apply to 15% of the bloggers. And yet we're seeing it at a pretty high volume. Maybe it's the genres that people who like this genre just don't like to type. <laughs> That's possible. So 9.4, I mean, you got like a 1 in 10 chance of, uh, of being approved by them. And they do like commercial singer-writer, contemporary R&B. They could be leaning a little bit too far on the poppy side, I would say. Yeah. Based on a commercial, also like commercial. And that's in order of, of what they like the most. So excluding these okay. two genres, those are the ones they like the most. And those three might actually rank higher than these three. Okay, well, we'll skip it. And I would skip Sensei too on the same same sort of reason that we're looking at here. They tend to go hip-hop, hip -hop, rap, yeah. and commercial. Well, this is an interesting one because indie rock, but they also like rap. And I would submit to these guys, 16.5% approval rate. They're listed on Hype Machine. They're a really good blogger. You know, the rap is sort of making me think twice about it, but yeah. they've got a, a 4.6 out of 5 genre match on the three we've chosen, which is a good sign. And it's not crazy that someone would like, you know, sort of indie poppy type stuff and also like rap. That's fine. People do that. Yeah. Oh, oh, the other section we haven't been paying attention to, just below their name, there's an about section where they sort of have a chance to write about their own preferences. Please no autotune, no commercial songs, rock, singer, songwriter, pop, and folk genre preferred. And yours is a bit more electronic elements to it. So we'll skip them. Gas Mask, 1.9%, and they want highly commercial stuff. I don't think that's you. And as we go down this list, we're actually going to start to see that the genres align less and less. We're still in a pretty high territory, but right. it starts to drop as we go. High Clouds, they only want pre-release stuff. Oh, 2.1%. So you know what's driving the lower percentage on the Hype Machine blogs is the fact that they're getting a lot more submissions right. per day. And a blog is still limited on how much they can share. So with Indie Shuffle, we get about anywhere between 50 and 100 submissions a day. So we're choosing anywhere between one and three songs to blog per day, which is actually quite a chunk for our blog, but looks kind of crappy for right. a percentage approval rate. Rainland Magazine. Okay, this is an interesting one because they approve almost everything, but they do also write decent content. I don't know how they churn through so much content. I'm just not sure if anyone's going to read it. But you're almost guaranteed an approval if you send it. Yeah. We always want someone to shout for 2.4%. Again, very difficult. I'm just pushing you down this list. We've only got four selected. That's okay. But keep in mind, we did narrow this list down to 58. So we're working with a much smaller pool here. 4.7% approval rate. They are on Hype Machine and they're a really good blogger, but they are away. So if you wanted, you could get a reminder when they return. We'll do which that. Will, yeah, that's it. There we go. I mean, at this point, I think we're starting to to slip on the genre match. Call it. This is our list. Submit. Yeah, we'll just call it a day and submit. Right, submit. No, there are a couple things you can type here, but one that's usually helpful, especially mm -hmm. if your song, you know, starts off different and then moves somewhere else, mm -hmm. is to let them know that. And I think your song sort of does, right? It starts yeah. a bit slower, but then gets a bit more alt-rock influence. And so you, your note can sort of capture that. So, so you're telling them what's coming ahead, which also mm -hmm. might help stop them from turning it off too soon. Okay, kind of that. Yeah. You know, some people use the space to put information about the release and whatnot, and I think that's better suited for the, the track bio that we filled out earlier. This is sort of like your one-line chance to just give them a little bit of, a, of extra context, but mm -hmm. as a blogger, i got to be honest, I often don't read this unless I'm wanting to know more. Okay. But first and foremost, all my emphasis is played on, on placed on, on the song itself and what I'm listening to, right. and so there's no need to overthink this section. That's cool. it. Well, we're going to submit. I feel like cool. there's a feeling like I have to explain more if given the opportunity, but like the only thing that really matters is like, do you like the song or not? And then if you want to know more, you can always yeah. message me. You have a messaging feature on here. I, I would strongly recommend having a little bit of a bio in your artist section. Yeah, I definitely need to update um, that. I will so, do that. So you can access that two spots on this page, that artist profile, or at the very top in the song title, you can click the artist name. Okay. And you can also access it from your homepage. Cool. So let's just go through, and I'm going to show you the Spotify and Influencer one, but once I've gone over that, then I don't think we need to sit through the whole submission because that's just a bunch yeah. of scrolling. Yeah, that's a lot. I think um, yeah. Submit Hub is a more invested effort. Like It's a really efficient communication tool, but you've got to put the effort in, and I, I give you the tools for it, but yeah. Make you work for it. Um, a little bit, but it's way I'm, cheaper than a publicist. Yeah. Honestly, and at least you, you, know. you, need, you need to work for it a little bit. If you don't have time to sit here for like an hour and submit and pick out exactly what
what you want. Like, do you really want it bad enough? Probably not. So that's fine. I mean, some people have enough money to just chuck it at Play This Push and say, yeah. cool, take care of it for me. Well, if you want to hire a publicist for $2,000 a month, you can do that too. Exactly. But they're just going to turn around and use SubmitHub. <laughs> I yeah. love that. That's going to be the intro clip to this video. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I, I won't put them down. Um, a good publicist will be transparent about the fact that they do use SubmitHub yeah. to help them yeah. so that they can focus on all the non-SubmitHub outlets and getting you that coverage there. Totally. Because there are plenty of them, especially the bigger, more institutionalized ones. They don't have time to go through submissions. Stereo Gum, Pitchfork, all these guys. And so your only chance of getting to them is through a connection. And that's where a publicist can help, right. but not always. So to run this next one, do we need to go to create a new campaign with this song? That's it. Let's do it. Perfect. It should remember all of our choices here. Okay. We're going to keep all the same choices. And it should remember our genres as well. Oops, okay. it's also collapsed our filters. Cool. You're good. And it's hidden the ones that you've already sent to. We've got our influences. We're sorted. You know, this is actually the same list. This is exactly the list we wanted. Perfect. It's got everything we remembered except for the premiere request and the really good bloggers. So now we're going to be looking at a similar list, also sorted by genre match. And we're sort of looking for the same signals. But what's interesting here is going to be the Spotify playlisters and the influences. So I just want to show you a couple of those and then we can, I guess you could filter out all the bloggers if you want. Yeah, we'll filter everything but Spotify and influencers. Yeah, then so you can, can just see it. it. All right, cool. So so here's an example of a Spotify playlist and new little feature I added here on the Spotify playlist is, is it does show you now what their playlists are and how yeah. often they share there. Love that. For someone who's only got one playlist, uh, I mean, that's 100% of the time it gets shared there. If yeah. you scroll down a bit, you'll probably start to see some who have a bunch of playlists listed. And what that means is that, right. oh, here's an influencer similar idea this one actually just shows you screenshots of how they've shared the stories oh red yeah and you can click on those to expand them and we'll show you a little bit more detail but i mean you can see so, cool. so this that was my little stoned epiphany with putting those in <laughs> uh other super cool feature with the influencer one just below their name you'll see it says instagram influencer with a super cool font color filter super cool yeah it's like the instagram gradient magic cool so so that's what the influencers and then i guess one thing we didn't look too closely at uh on this one for example under the quality score you can actually see they've got a little section for instagram mm -hmm. shows you their average likes and their average story views so it goes received approved response rate and then instagram we're trying to collect a lot more data on this and, yeah. and keep it up a little bit of my worry is that with some of these guys they're going to start diluting their content on instagram so when they sign up to join us you know they're getting 5k but now they're sharing five songs a day and so instead of getting 5,000 views they're getting 3,000. i don't know we don't have enough data yet to see whether that impact is real and facebook's got an incredible api around instagram insights and you're not allowed to use it to build an influencer network and this is an influencer network so i i don't have access to that but we got other ways here's one with uh three playlists and so you can see shares here 39 percent of the time 32 and 30 if you're a mathematician you'll probably notice that those numbers add up to 101 percent and the reason is that sometimes they share the two playlists yeah sometimes a red flag in terms of whether they're real or not so yeah this is a very similar setup it's just got the additional cool. information about about, about the playlist they share too and that type of stuff. But everything else here is very similar to what we were looking at with the blogs. We've sorted it by genre match. The quality and influence scores are, are useful here. And then you can see on the Spotify one, Monster Hits, for example, where we were looking at the Instagram before. This one shows Spotify monthly players and average time in playlists. So if you get picked up by them, on average, you'll pick up about 5,000 plays over three months. I have no idea how Playlist Push get their data. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Before I was banned, I was able to briefly see a list of some of the people on their platform and I did notice that the numbers they're using are linked to the discovered on section mm -hmm. in Spotify which will show monthly listeners and that they were cherry picking the best data and I do the opposite I kind of cherry pick the worst data okay because it it's really important from my perspective to set expectations up front right I don't want to tell you that these guys can get you 10,000 players because they're only getting 10,000 players if you put in number one on their playlist right and you're not going to put it number one you're going to get to it at number 17 or 53 or whatever so the numbers that we show on SubmitHub are actually from artists who have been shared by them through SubmitHub. And the data is, it's actually at this point, it's really fresh. It's from the Discovered On section on Spotify. Yeah. We used to have artists send us their CSVs. So if you go to your Spotify artist dashboard, you can download a CSV of all your players. Yeah. And so I built a way for artists to upload that CSV and then I would sift through all of that data automatically and give them two premium credits in exchange as a thank you. And that that actually worked for about two years. And then the issue we were having was that when new playlists would apply to join, we didn't have any 
any data yet. So right. that's when I started exploring Mechanical Turk. And so now it's this cool service that Amazon offers where it's like really small tasks that people complete for you. So I'll just be like, capture the top five discovered on section from this artist and put it in here. It's fresh data and it's it's automatic. We don't have to think about it. It just runs in the background. And well, dude, that's, I mean, that's you, it. you have just, you have just given me all of the secret sauce, like all of the magic. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, for the, real. The, the last thing and, I can tell you is don't get your hopes up. Yeah. I mean, anybody who submits yeah. for a playlist should just go ahead and know that. <laughs> that's just how it works. But they don't. And I, I actually, it's been, uh, I don't want to say it's a key to, to success, but it, it has been very helpful to try and set expectations with people to not get their hopes up. And I think right. the number one thing I would tell an artist is that if you encounter a platform or a service that promises you success, run away. Yep. Because they just can't. There's too many artists these days yeah. and there's it's impossible. It's a lie. Yeah. Like no one can promise you that and they might deliver numbers, but at the end of the day you're gonna you're gonna feel pretty bummed out when the Spotify check comes and they tell you that most of your streams are invalid. <sighs> God, that would hurt. Yeah. So, so I, I love that. I once saw someone in the artist chat room say, like, a thousand real followers is way better than a hundred thousand fake ones. Oh, like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, a thousand's nothing, but it's big still. I think a guy named Kevin Kelly's who wrote it um, called A Thousand True Fans. Have you ever read that? It's like a blog post. I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. It's totally true. Like, if you can just get a thousand people just fall in love with what you do and they consume every single thing you do, you don't need any more than that. You need a thousand true fans. And that applies across industries. Just kind of across the board to anything. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. It. I think I've I think I've encountered that. I mean, that's what it is. It's it's really coming into Submit Hub. I think people come with their hopes high and, and my job is to try to deflate it before it gets deflated. Right. So that, Smart. So that when the, the declines actually come in... It's actually um, better than what your deflation was. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I try. It's tough out there. I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I'm not an artist in many ways, well, but, I mean, but I can't wait to try and be one. Yeah, you kind I of, think I'll learn a lot. Yeah, well, you're definitely. I mean, you've provided a hell of a tool for us on this side of things to at least create some relationships. Trying. So it's going to keep getting yeah. better too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Um, it improves. It seems like you're relentless day, about making yeah. it better, which I love. That's huge. The chat rooms are really helpful for that. Yeah. I, uh, for keeping in, in on top of issues that people have and requests that people have, that's actually been one of the, the most fruitful features, I think, on the website for me as a developer. Yeah. Is, is just to have that constant feedback loop of, you know, this absolutely blows or your website doesn't work on my phone or. Well, dude, you're, okay, I mean, you're on top of it. I, I posted the $1,000 spent article on Twitter and you replied within like 30 minutes. I posted a video last year about Submit Hub and you commented on it on YouTube. You're on top of it, dude. You're constantly paying attention to the conversation uh, around what you've made. I think I'm, I'm just not on social media. So it's helpful. I got to look for something on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it, true. I got, I got little bookmarks in my, you know, browser. It's like uh, yeah. I've got a bookmark of of Reddit. Yeah. So any any mentions of Submit Hub on Reddit, and I probably check that a few times a day. Yeah. And then the Twitter feed, I definitely check a few times a day. And you know, you want you want to see what people are saying about you. Well, dude, I'm on it. I'm on it. Thank you for taking the time to sit down and do this. I really, really appreciate it, man. This is oh, huge. Happy to. Cool. Thanks for thanks for listening. Yeah, of course. Uh, Wish you yeah. luck. <laughs> it comes down to the song, right? It comes that's down it. to the song and the, and the way people like it. And yeah, that's maybe it, the mood they're in and the other stuff they've been sent that day. During the week, you're competing against more industry professionals. That's something to keep in mind. And during the weekend, you're competing with more independent enthusiasts. Interesting. It's difficult to time, though. And also, a lot of blogs take the weekend off. Yeah. Like I, I do. Yeah. Um, Since you got to have so, Time, yeah. Cool. Hi, right, Tom. Dude, I'm thank you. You got it, yeah. man. <laughs> Take okay, care. Cheers, man. Cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Sounds of the Future today. Hey, look, if you like this episode, hit me up on Twitter at Tom Dupree the Third, T O M D U P R E E I I I. Let me know what you thought.